Hello, and welcome to another episode of critically acclaimed book podcast, Yeah, We Read It. I'm one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm one of the critics. I'm Laura. <laughs> and we kind of have a dueling piano situation right now where we invited critic Laura to come <laughs> on and roast Maggie, host Maggie. Yeah. About how I'm delivering this book. How am I doing, yeah. you know? Five uh, stars? T- terribly criticized. Uh-oh. Nailed it. Crushed it. Well. Critique portion of the podcast is over. Uh, the bits are done. Now we are down to the brass tacks. Um, as you guys probably know, we've been doing the Gossip Girl series, and this is the final book in the iteration before we get to the prequel, right? We're reading the sequel. We're not reading the prequel. So oh, the sequel. Got it. In the Gossip Girl world, there's like, I think there's like, there's a prequel, there's a sequel, and then there's like a slasher spinoff that's like oh, a the retelling. Psycho Killer one? Yeah. The Psycho Killer one. And we're not doing the prequel. We're just doing the sequel, which is basically like, I think like it takes place like six months after everything in this book. Um, so we're going to check in with everybody a little bit after this, which is exciting. Yeah, I just feel like we don't really need the prequel. You know, it's like we get that yeah. Serena and Nate hooked up. She loves exactly. him. Things like that. And that seems like it would be most of the plot to that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Any sort of like prequel that's like, and this is what happened over like this like one moment that we always reference. I think Private had one of those too. And I was like. I just don't feel like we need to read it because I feel like we got the whole story, you know? Yeah, I can kind of visualize and pick up from 12 books what went down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like sometimes prequels can start to be like, it's just a cash grab. You just wanted people to buy another book. Um, Exactly. And that's fine for you, but not for our podcast. Not for our podcast. (laughs) But with Don't You Forget About Me, the book that we read this week, we... Picked up where we left off. Uh, Blair and Nate kind of went off on the in the horizon. They sailed away. Yeah, this one's interesting because I feel like this is the first one that doesn't pick up like exactly where it left off. Like this takes place a month after Blair and Nate ran away, and they're just coming back. So we got like a little bit of space because um, everything else takes place like a day, a week after, you know. Yeah, this kind of went back to the original series, because I was wondering, too, when we got to, like, book eight, how they were going to stretch out the summer uh, so much with three other books. Yeah, and they did. (laughs) They did. They did a pretty good job. Um, So that is what Blair and Nate are up to. Serena admitted that she loved Nate. Yeah. Dan and Vanessa aren't together because Dan is uh, gay. I guess. Gay, gay question mark. Um, and Nate has been tormented for this past month, we learn, by the reality that his diploma is permanently being withheld because he dipped out on his deal with the coach. Um, so now that he's back in New York, he kind of has to face that head on. <laughs> Ask stupid questions, get stupid answers. Like, Yikes. Nate is the definition of fuck around, find out. But no Literally. consequences ever, really. Yeah, honestly, like, I think, like, the one thing this book series I wish had more of was just, like, harsher consequences. I feel like Dan gets a lot of, like, wake-up calls and has to face reality. But I really wanted that for everybody else sometimes. It is beautiful, though, how Dan moves through accountability. Nothing phases him. Vomits, <laughs> vomits on the rave stage. Um, loses his book deal, his agent, the literary yeah. places. He that just so keeps funny, going. Maggie. Yeah, boy, boy, does he never quite learn his lesson. 
Dan is like the negative fuck around and find out. Like for real, he fucks around, he finds out, and then he's like, "I'll keep fucking around." I feel like Cicely's intent with Dan was to be a cautionary tale, but if anything, I've learned from Dan: just keep going. Just no, keep yeah, keep going. going. Nothing can hurt you. Clearly, <laughs> can hurt you. You can keep cheating on your girlfriend, and she'll always come back to you. Yeah. Wow. Young love. Am I right? Ugh, yikes. Um. We basically open after, you know, we get the whole Blair and Nate gist. Uh, Serena's hanging out with Blair's mom and a party planner uh, because Blair's mom is throwing uh, Blair like a going to college party at the Met. Cute. Uh, And Blair and Nate walk in and Blair is still mad at Serena because uh, Blair knows about the note. Serena doesn't know she knows about the note and Nate has no clue that this note ever existed. So like what what are they gonna do about that that's awkward to say the least we move on to a chapter annoyingly called yabba dabba do we'll have a gay old time i didn't even clock the chapter title wow that's hilarious i really hated it and dan is still questioning if he's gay because that was the plot of the last book his co-worker greg at the strand started working with him and they made out drunk like once yeah. And now Greg is sending him elaborate letters because he is off attending to his grandma just died. So they luckily yeah. there's some space. They Dan doesn't yeah. have to figure out anything too fast. Yeah, but like Dan's like, I guess we're a thing. That's kind of the vibe we get over the past month. Um and Vanessa, we learn here, is starting to miss Dan, which I think is so horrendous because Dan has put Vanessa through so fucking much. Well, she admits that she's more attracted to him now that he's gay. And it's like, Vanessa, what does that mean about you? I don't know. I mean, sweetie, bi men are where it's at. So she's mm. she's just spitting facts right there. In this moment, Dan's mom does show up after 10 years gone. She's like, this is my opportunity. This is my window. Um, Because she's going to celebrate him being gay. Yeah. Yeah. She left her 14-year-old daughter in Prague to come welcome her son to the queer community and her first thing she's gonna do is give him some gifts uh she gives him a giant flashy peak jumpsuit she gives him a gay book all about being gay and she tops it off with a penis eclair maggie out of those three gifts which one do you think it would be the best one for welcoming somebody into being gay I mean, if the jumpsuit fit, it would have been the jumpsuit because, yeah, I have to update my wardrobe. And then it would be followed by an eclair. I would really love to eat an eclair. But the fact that it's, like, cream-filled and I'd have to have my family watch me and know they're envisioning me sucking dick. A cock, yeah. As a man would be kind of weird. I'd be like, wasn't expecting my mom to do this. Yeah, a little suggestive for a parent-son relationship, but um, I guess we'll give it to her for just, you know... Showing up. (laughs) Exactly. I think the best thing a parent can do, given what your child is interested in, sit and listen to their interests. Let them talk about the L word for an hour or RuPaul's Drag Race. That's all you need to do. Exactly. Which gay are you? Drag Race or the L word? Exactly. Um, There's only two. You can only be one or two. Exactly. You you like one or the other. There's lanes, people. Exactly. Um, But we check back in with Blair. uh, Blair's family, her mom tells her all about this idea for the party at the Met. Uh, And she drops a bomb that it's actually going to be a going away party for the whole family because everybody is moving to L.A., 
inevitably so soon. Um, and also we find out that her dad has adopted twins uh, from Cambodia. Uh, could you imagine leaving for a month and then you come back and it's like, oh, by the way, we're all moving across the country. So you'll see us on winter break. And uh, also your dad has um, more siblings for you. Isn't that cool? They just loaded so much up to her plate to process. Poor yeah. Blair. Literally. Eleanor, her mother, does recruit Nate and Serena to do a task that they can't tell Blair about, which is just going through photos for this goodbye slideshow for Blair, um, which is drama. Because they're going to be running around. They're going to be giving Blair the runaround for a Yeah, they're going to be sneaking around. Um, But Dan's mom has decided that she will take his room while she is visiting. Uh, And Vanessa and Dan will get to just be girls who gossip and slumber party. Um, And we also get a big bomb drop from uh, Vanessa's sister, Ruby, who calls and says that she's marrying Piotr, the guy that she has been dating for maybe two months. She's marrying him in a week. Uh, The wedding is going to be in a picnic. And Vanessa, as the maid of honor, has to plan the bachelorette party, which, I mean, she's got a week to do it. And it seems like it's just going to be at a bar. That's pretty low stakes. That's great. Yeah. And Dan also agrees to write, like, a wedding poem for them. Um, I don't think we ever actually see the wedding poem. We just, like, make Dan somehow a part of this wedding, which I felt, felt was unnecessary, but... You do you, I guess. I know. I don't think I would want my sister's ex-boyfriend to do a poem at my wedding. Person, But that's my what personal if, preference. What if he was gay now? Think about that. Okay, you're right. Hey, we've seen Oscar Wilde make the picture of Dorian Gray. You can't tell me Dan can't write something beautiful. You can only exactly. write beautiful things if you're gay, is what Laura and I are saying. Exactly. Straight people Everything else Dan has written has been ugly and gross, so it makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> Nate is stoned at midnight, you know, as he does, and he is yeah. sneaking back into his house after avoiding confrontation with his dad about the captain, essentially withholding his diploma. Yeah. His dad, though, is awake, which is the worst feeling to be high and sneaking back into your house. Oh my god. Nerve-wracking. Spoken as a 30-year-old um, who has to do that in my own parents' house. <laughs> scary um but also like what did nate suspect like he can only avoid his dad for so long um and his dad drops another bomb this is our we're getting bomb after bomb after bomb uh nate's dad basically lays it down and says by the way you're repeating senior year i'm not bailing you out also you're going to go under the wing of my mentor his mentor is this guy named captain chips from the navy yeah so do with that what you will yeah, like a, I, I don't really get the purpose here, but uh. It's like a tougher Popeye the Sailor Man is what I got. Yeah. Blair is, oh, before this, we do get a Gossip Girl note that Dan's mom writes in to deal with his, quote, long latent homosexuality, emailing everyone to, hey, just come to a coming out party. She's going to throw yeah. a surprise coming out party for him. That sounds pretty awesome. Surprise, surprise gay party. Surprise gay party. Yeah. That's going to happen, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Blair is trying to go over to Nate, but as we mentioned before, him and Serena are working on an undercover project, so he's being really elusive and evasive on the phone. She storms over to his apartment, and who does she see entering his place but Serena? Serena. I would be so pissed. Like, I wouldn't even beat her on the bush. I would just, like, follow Serena in and be like, what the fuck? Exactly. That's my man. Yeah, like, they just they just ran away for a month together. Like, literally, end of last book. Nate made his choice. 
You can't flip-flop. Um, you can't flip-flop. You can't flip-flop. Mm-mm. No. Um, Dan shows up at his coming out party. Surprise. Uh, Chuck is also there and confirms that he and Dan do, in fact, have some unresolved tension. Uh, basically confirming that Chuck has been gay this whole time. I thought this was hilarious. And I really kind of wish we had more of an interaction between Chuck and Dan here. I know. I do, too. That's basically all that we get from the Chuck-Dan chapter. But I would uh, I would have loved the crossover. I would have loved it. Chuck and Vanessa at some point in the show hook up, which is also something yeah. I wanted to add. Pretty I don't wild. think Chuck is gay in the series No, I don't think so. I mean, I got to season yeah. two, so I couldn't speak on the rest of them, but yeah. I don't think so. Serena and Nate, as we mentioned, they're going through photos of Blair when the Navy general, Captain Chips, calls him up to meet, and as he leaves, he kind of kisses Serena goodbye on the forehead. Is that And he's thinking he's thinking about her kissable lips. Like we cannot forget that. He says word for word that he's thinking about it. Um, Is a kiss on the forehead like a friend zone thing? I wouldn't that feels very intimate to me. Forehead feels intimate, cheek is friendly, but also the fact that we know that he's thinking about mouth to mouth is not not sitting well with me. Um, I really do hate that this book retreated so much from, like, the little progress we got last book. Because, like, really the only thing we got out of the last book is, like, Nate and Blair were finally together. So now that, like, Nate's like, well, I don't know who I'm going to choose. It's like, he picked. Like, why are we doing this again? Exactly. You just spent a month with a girl alone, you psychopath. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The psychopath is the ghostwriter, by the way. Um. <laughs> True. But I could see Nate doing this, to be honest. Yeah. That's so true. So Serena comes out of Nate's place and calls Blair, but little does she know that Blair is watching her from across the street and she is ready to pounce. They do make up, though, um, in this scenario because Serena comes clean. She's like, listen, we are doing things in secret because we're planning your birthday party. So water under the bridge. It's going away party. Her birthday's oh, in November. you're right. Her going away party. Uh, but so, yeah, literally, like, Serena's like, we're just working on this photo slideshow. Um, and Blair tells Serena about how her family is moving to L.A. And she's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Nate goes to get a drink with Captain Chip. And honestly, not much happens here. Pretty cool guy. I think the yeah. big takeaway is Captain Chips really loves driving home that Nate should think with his balls, not his dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. The live, laugh, love of men, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Chips is just a really mellow guy. Um, and Nate's like, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa is on her way to a bar to go film Ruby's last show as a single woman. Um, Piotr is actually really sweet here. He, like, sees Vanessa across the bar. He waves her over and is like, hey, I'm so excited. Um, and he actually shows her this little, like, tea set that he got because uh, Ruby always used to tell him about, um, playing tea time with Vanessa when she was a kid. Um, so Vanessa kind of, like, backs off and realizes that this guy actually loves her sister. Um, and she decides that she's okay with this whole rushed marriage thing. This act of romantic gesture of him buying the tea set kind of also makes her realize that she's getting romantic about Dan. So maybe yeah. she should go for it. So when she goes home to the Humphreys, she's like, I'm going to do it. She's in that mindset. And she overhears da- Dan reading gay poems for inspiration. Specifically that one Shakespeare sonnet that I can't think of right now, but it is Shakespeare. Yeah. And this is when she realizes you know what, Dan's gay, I'm in denial. And she kind of loses her luster for him. Yeah. 
Um, we get a moment where Serena is hanging out with Thad from two books ago, her co-star for Breakfast at Fred's. Um, and they're all talking about the future for some reason. And Ken Mogul just knows where they are. Um, and so while Serena's telling the paparazzi that she's going to go to Yale, he goes, no, no, no. She's going to be in my next two movies. No college for you, miss. Um, this entire chapter felt very weird and isolated out of like the entire book because like we never hear from Thad or Ken again in this book except for this moment. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I also do want to note that I looked up the kind of dress that she was wearing to a press junket and it was like a sheath dress which is just those corporate dresses and I was like yeah. Serena baby we need a if you're going to be famous we need a stylist, okay? Uh, yikes. What is this, a um, jazz, desk job? Mm-mm. <laughs> what are you going to do, answer some phones? What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, me either. Nate goes to Blair's house. He's going to finally come clean and be like, hey, I didn't get my diploma. I'm not going to Yale next year. And he does. And she throws a shoe at his head. A designer shoe at his head. A designer so That's how you shoe. know she's pissed. <laughs> she wouldn't be caught dead in a sheath dress at a press junket, okay? She knows yeah. style. Yeah, so this doesn't go well. Uh, and it's not even really a long conversation. It's really just Nate being like, hey, my diploma got revoked. Shoes are thrown. He goes and calls Serena as he leaves. Um, Very smart. Instead of, like, processing things, maybe journal, maybe take a long walk, maybe be like, how do I communicate in this relationship? You're going to go to the your side piece, your slam piece yeah, for comfort? literally. And Serena, also a terrible friend, is like, clearly he's upset with, uh, Blair's upset with him, so I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about the letter that I wrote him. And they kiss, bad news, Nate sucks. Serena sucks. Um, this is so shitty. <laughs> yeah, they kiss and then it is implied that they fuck. Oopsies. Yeah. Not oopsies. They knew what they were doing. They tripped and slipped right into her vagina. Man, she's got to clo close those <laughs> legs and they've got to stop putting all those obstacles in the way for him to just trip over. This could have been easily avoided. Vander Woodson, stop leaving banana peels out. I'm begging you, please. <laughs> Speaking of tripping and falling in love, Dan uh, is is going backwards. He's been avoiding Greg at work because he doesn't want to be in love with a man. This guy, he does not want that. And I'm I'm still kind of shocked that Dan has done everything but admit that maybe he isn't gay. Like he is really holding on to this to be like this could be my personality trait. It's so wild, too. And the fact that he, like, doesn't write about it and doesn't do it it's, for the plot or whatever. Yeah, I don't... Dan is such a plot-driven person. So, like, the fact that, like, he's not even avoiding him for the plot. He's just, like, in sheer, like, I don't know what to do mode is very weird to me. Yeah, this was his real coming-to-Jesus moment was figuring out he was yeah. gay. But Greg admits that he met someone else. He met Chuck at what is implied as Dan's own coming out party. Kind of funny. Yeah. And they can still be friends and they hug. They are like, Dan's like, thank God. Unfortunately for him though, Vanessa does see Dan and Greg hug from across the street and she like loses her mind. Yeah. She cries. She calls Blair and is like, I need a makeover stat. Um, would you ever react that way? If you saw your ex hugging their new partner, like, being like, I need a makeover. With, I don't, I, because I feel like I would be like, 
I need to go on a date. I feel like that would be my normal conclusion. Not like I need to change my appearance. My gut reaction was going to be like, no, I'm so much more mature, but I also, it's not going to happen to me now, but it did happen to me once where my ex uh, showed up to a music festival and I was buying MDMA from him with a new girlfriend and he gave me like three like 150 milligrams of mdma and he was like are these for your friends and i was like yeah and then i took all of them in front of him um and i had a, i had a really bad night so don't do that if you see your ex. don't do that okay maybe makeover is a good way a good thing you should do yeah don't um, give the story maggie just told um so yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think Vanessa. Has so a, yeah, Vanessa has a very um, normal reaction of like going to get a blonde wig. Yeah, do a yeah. Better, baby. I was just saying like go go download Tinder or something. I feel like that would be like a normal response. Yeah, that's good too. Um, but she goes to a salon and they're like, well, she's bald, so we can't do anything. So they just give her like a platinum blonde wig, and I'm like, this isn't really much of a makeover. Like I want the full montage of like a wardrobe change manicure pedicure eyeliner yeah um things like that Princess but we Diaries. don't get it we literally are just like here's a wig so she's gonna be rocking that blonde wig that's gonna be her plot line for the next few chapters <laughs> nate does come clean to serena about not going to yale and she has a more favorable response which is empathy and she tells him that she's also thinking she might not go. She thinks she's going to be doing these movies. And he's like, well, this is great. I'll have one girlfriend in the city, Serena, and I'll have one in New Haven, which is Blair. He's like, I can really have it all. <laughs> yeah, so Nate is just over the moon for this. Nate tells Serena he loves her too, which is like, no, dude, you just spent a month on a boat with another girl. He's a psychopath. He's crazy. For Ruby's Bachelorette, they go to very fun cameo here. They go to the Coyote Ugly Bar. A crossover with Coyote Ugly was not what I was expecting this book and quickly became my favorite part of this book just because of how utterly insane it was. I I am crossing my fingers hoping they played Leanne Rhymes' Don't Fight the Moonlight at least once in this bar. And I think they probably could have. They might have. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Vanessa is meeting Ruby there to, like, have a sister one-on-one, which is, like, if we've seen the movie, which we have, you can't really, like, have heart-to-hearts in this bar because it's too, it's too, it's too much. Uh, but they somehow managed to do that. They're, like, talking about how Vanessa's, like, I think Piotr's gift, um, implies that he is looking to me as, like, a housewife as a person next to them is getting doused with water from the bar. Yeah. Uh, and Vanessa clears the air. She's like, no, 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 Piotr loves you. He got this tea set from our childhood. And they get hammered. Vanessa gets up on the bar and she dances. And the boys are hooting and hollering. Yeah, she's like, I'm a hottie too. Um, I can be a coyote ugly girl. She is. Uh, Jenny makes an appearance in this book. She has come home to pack for school. That is her plot line. This whole book is... To come home and pack for school and hang out with her gay brother. Um, She talks to Dan for a little bit. Um, That's about it. Blair and Serena, they go shopping. And Blair can immediately sense that something is up with Serena. And this is when Serena breaks the news that she's also not going to Yale. Yeah, she doesn't tell her that she uh, fucked her boyfriend. No, no, no. That's only... No, no, no. No, no, no. She just says, by the way, not going to Yale with you. Sorry. Um... 
so Blair is really sad because obviously Nate has already said this. Serena's now said this. So Blair does what any person with um, privilege, I guess, would do and calls her dad who's on the Yale board to help get Nate back in uh, to Yale. Our, our beautiful Nepo baby right there. Yep, we love, we love the rich and powerful. But the perks don't stop there, because Serena has a penthouse at the Soho house, just because, I don't know, Ken Mogul got it for her for a night. Yeah. She invites Nate over, because he's ignoring Blair's calls now, so they can just flirt, Yeah, I guess. They, yeah, that's literally all they do there, is just flirt. But Serena is mobbed by fans around the pool, and this is when Nate is like, hey, wait, maybe I want a low-key girlfriend. So what does he do? He calls up his low-key, low-profile, you know, relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Blair is taking some time to cool down mm-hmm. after the news of him not going to Yale, and she's like, hey, we can still make this work. Uh, you can just, like, come live with me and go to school on the weekdays, and they kind of compromise and agree Nate will just come and live with her on the weekends. Um, and Nate's like, wow, I'm still in love with her, too. And it's like, you can't be in love with both of them. This isn't The Bachelor. I know. Ugh, he's got to make up his mind. Yeah. It is Ruby's wedding day. That's a pretty, a pretty finite, you know, way of expressing love. I bet Nate never gets <laughs> married. Anyways, it's Ruby's wedding day. Dan reads his poem. It's honestly not that bad. But Vanessa yeah. does pick up that it is about her because they maintain, like, prolonged eye contact when he's saying it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And the wedding ends, wraps up in a pretty quickly. I thought it was going to be, like, a little bit. We were going to live in it a little bit more, but we don't. Um, and Nate decides to tell his new best friend, Chips, his new mentor, about Blair and Serena because Chips is old, he's wise, um, he'll tell him what to do, and Chips re-emphasizes, you gotta stop thinking with, um, your, your dick, you gotta think with your balls, and you gotta make a choice. Exactly. Uh, because Nate, Nate kind of starts to take that as, like, a, he can have both and not make a decision, and Chips is like, that's the opposite of what I'm saying, um, you have to pick one. Exactly. And what a perfect opportunity, but at Blair's going away party at the Met night, he could do that. We are at the Met. Uh, Blair's dad says that the dean of admissions will let Nate in to Yale. That's so exciting. That's huge news. So Blair beelines over to Nate and says, hey, got you into Yale. And he's like, great. I love you. Um, yeah, he doesn't and... seem very excited about the news. No. Do you know, like, that's such a big favor for someone to do for you? Like, that's insane. And also, like, the fact, yeah. Uh, uh, that's like, so many that's sticking your own neck out on the line to yeah. m- look potentially bad at an Ivy League school. Yeah. And, yeah, so Serena goes and talks to Nate after this. And then he tells Serena he loves her. Oh like, it, all in one night. It's not okay. Aaron has come back uh, to pack for Harvard from his road trip, and he is going to try one more time to shoot his shot with Vanessa. He's like, you know, I, I kind of wish I was staying around New York City so I could be with you, but she's got her eyes on Dan. And great timing for her because Jenny takes this moment to tell Dan that he doesn't seem very gay. And this is all Dan needs to shake the gayness out of him uh, because he immediately goes and interrupts Vanessa and Aaron and they start kissing. So 
Yep. He's he's good now. He's, he's been cured, which is what so many suburban parents <laughs> probably would love for most kids. Oh my god. Um, he's cured. He's, you know, he's not gay anymore. Um, Nate, meanwhile, has gone outside because I guess things are just overwhelming for him since, oh god, I have the attention of two beautiful women. Ugh. And his dad finds him on the Met steps and he's like, honestly, you do not deserve to have Blair as a girlfriend because she fucking got you into Yale. Yeah, honestly fair. Um, we also do see Chuck with Greg at this moment. Just Nate just takes note of it. Um, and we head back inside to watch this kick-ass slideshow that, uh, Nate and Serena have put together, um, which notably is playing a Black Eyed Peas song, which I think is so funny because a few books ago, Maggie and I had that bit about how Serena could win Blair back by playing Black Eyed Peas songs. (laughs) It really is like we manifested it. Yeah, we really manifested a Black Eyed Peas cameo in here. And you're wondering what song it is to say goodbye to Blair, play all of these special moments from her life. It is my humps. It is fully my humps. Which is, would be like the worst thing to put a graduation slideshow to. Um, Imagine a really cute photo of you as a child on like Halloween. And it's just like, it's that part where it's like, so put my milk with my cocoa puffs. The one about like sex, but it's cereal. Yeah. Weird. It's it's a choice. Um, And basically this party concludes that uh, Blair has plans that Nate will meet her at the train station tomorrow. Nate tells Serena that he's going to meet Blair at the uh, train station tomorrow. Serena also says she's going to go there to say goodbye. So these three lovers are going to come face to face with the truth finally. Dan's goodbye is the one that's up next. He He's heading to Evergreen to start college, and his mom does reassure him that though she hasn't been around for the past 10 years, she does still love him, even though he's not gay. Yeah. Love wins. Um, Serena shows up to say goodbye uh, to Blair. The time is ticking. It's almost 10 a.m., Um, and Blair tells Serena that she got Nate back into school, so she's just waiting. This is news to Serena because Serena obviously thought that her and Nate were going to be together in New York. Um, and then we check in with Nate, who is rushing to meet a 10 a.m. deadline. He is running to the woman he loves, and it is implied that the woman he loves, hey, it's the sea, baby. He's going to take off with an old war veteran captain chips to just sail around the world instead of you know deal with the things that he probably should deal with and nate does what any mature person would do he hits send on a pre-typed text that he's been sitting on and he throws his phone in the ocean so he doesn't have to live with any consequences of his actions and you're like surely the pre-sent text must be different and tailored to each girl in his experience Because it's not. And no. No. Group text. Group text to both of the girls he's dating. He texts them both. I'm sailing around the world. I love you both. Take care of each other. And like, he even tells Captain Chips that this is his plan. And Captain Chips is kind of like, that's not really actually what I meant. You can't just leave and then like throw your phone in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we check back in with Blair and Serena who have just received this text. And for some reason, they're both just like, yeah, Nate's a flake. That's cool with us. Yeah, as Blair's 
train is taking off out of Grand Central Station. They both yell at each other, you know you love me, and the book closes on that departure. Yeah, we get a final Gossip Girl post um, that basically sets up for the Carlisle spinoff, which I think was only a couple of books, but those are the triplets that are moving into Blair's apartment. Um, and that that's where our, our book lives. It ends. That's where it ends. It lives and dies. And we talked a bit about this before the podcast, but I was curious in terms of every single young adult book making things a team blank or blank. Personally, I don't think Nate deserves either of them, but which yeah. which girl do you think he would have been better with long term? You know, early on in the series, I was really like, clearly he loves Serena more. Um, it, it very much felt like Blair was a consolation, but I think about halfway through the series, I was like, him and Serena just aren't right for each other. So I think by the end, I was really team Blair because it seemed like they just had the chemistry that I that initially Serena and him had. Yeah, I think I go back and forth. Like, I think him and Serena would really get each other, but I don't think that they would push each other to grow as people. Yeah, I think since we got that, like, blip of them, like, kind of dating and he couldn't get it up and he cried all the time because he missed Blair, I was like, well, he doesn't really like Serena because he can't have sex with her. Yeah, I think Blair would have been a better fit for him in terms of pushing him to his, quote, fullest potential, whatever the fuck that is. Um. And I think Serena would have been a better fit in terms of, like, it would have been, like, more of a best friend partnership, camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think he honestly would have done fine with either. But I, for some reason, I want to say Serena, but I also think that they would just crash and burn so fucking hard. They feel like a relationship that's built on, like, the fact that they're just hot. Like, I feel like I don't know what they actually have in mm. common together. Um, cause I feel like him and Blair at least like have like deeper conversations than him and Serena do. That's fair. Okay. I'll, I'll let us be split. I think. I th- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we can, we can revisit this in the wrap up. We'll all sleep on it and, and discuss. For sure. For sure. And that little segment is going to bring us to our top five segment, our favorite segment. Woo! Top five. Where we talk about top five alternate book endings for the characters and maybe where we'd love to see or think they might go. Yeah, yeah. And so we we kick off number five with Nate. And uh, I don't think we loved that Nate just ran off. It made sense for him. Um, but we decided instead of running away to sail the seven seas with ships, he would run away to sail the seven seas on a cruise ship and be the activities manager so he can learn to finally have a personality. Yeah. I'd like to think he's either maybe on a Disney cruise or he applied to be on a Disney cruise and they put him on like the Drake Passage in Antarctica. Yeah. Ooh, Drake Passage. That's intense. Have you been on Drake Passage TikTok? I and like just like what? Isn't that crazy? I'm like, I want to do that just to say I have, you know? I know. I'm the same way. All right. Um, hey, listeners, if you want to fund our Drake Passage 2025 trip, <laughs> we are open. We will. Yeah, we both we have Cash App and Venmo. So just like let us know what what's the best way. If you want to send us a check, we'll open a P.O. box. It'll be great. Exactly. Mysterious benefactors, stay tuned for our email address. <laughs> Coming in at number four, we're going to figure out where Dan goes, and we think that he's going to fall in love with the mom of the twins, Miss Morgan, that Vanessa Mm -hmm. was nannying for, and probably drop out of college. I also wrote, I think I could see a restraining order in his future. I don't know from who, but from someone. Oh, yeah. 
I think he drops out of college, not out of love, but out of obsession for this woman. Um, a very, very you, Joe Goldberg coded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I see for him. I don't see good things in Dan's future, unfortunately. No. Um, wasted potential from a horrible person. Uh, next is Serena. Um, we thought it would be really great for her to do something that would develop her personality. Um, so thing we think like taking an improv class would be good for her. Um, since she loves to act, I feel like it could just help her, you know, stop uh, being so boring. I also, and I know that improv classes don't make you cool, but contrary to popular belief, I think they <laughs> they make you interesting, so. They do make you interesting, and we can't take that away from anybody. Exactly. Dox me if you want to, or maybe you want to fund my passage to the Drake yeah, Passage. Yeah, fund my passage to the Drake Passage. passage. Benefactors, stay tuned. Whichever the haters <laughs> prefer, DMs are open. Hey, you want to get rid of us? Just send us on a little little cruise to Antarctica. <laughs> number two, um, we're oh that's where we're at. Okay, um, number two, we're gonna be talking about Vanessa, who we think might have revenge sex with Piotr, Ruby's fiance. Yeah, um, and maybe does that a bit for a while to film it, make it into a documentary. Yeah. Oh my God, she inevitably she would be doing this for the plot. Uh, she'd be doing this to get back at Ruby for just like abruptly kicking her out. Um, that would be something so interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that film would go to some sort of film festival and kick ass or something because people would be like, she's so raw and full, full of emotion. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. And that brings us to brings us to Blair. Um, and our our biggest alternate bookend here is we wish Blair would have just dumped Nate. Um, yeah. Before he got the chance to run away, Blair deserved that. Um, and we kind of just hoped that she would also maybe fall in love with Vanessa because they kind of had that really close friendship and that would have been cute. Yeah, I kind of think that they, if I had to take away one power couple from the book, I really think they could have been a power couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I guess that brings us to our canceled character. Maggie, who do you think our canceled character this week is? I think it's pretty obviously Nate. Yeah, yeah. I I really sat down and was like, who else could be canceled? Um, But Nate, Dan, weirdly enough, didn't do anything horrible enough this book to be canceled. No, he had a very human moment of wondering and questioning his sexuality. That's fine. That's fine. That's normal. Um, But yeah, Nate was awful the whole time and took everybody for granted. And uh, yeah, he deserves that. He deserves that. Do we? Yeah. Should we talk about who would you cancel for the entire series or should we wait for them to figure that out next week? No, that'll let's put that in our wrap up to give people to look forward to, you know? Okay, look forward to the, that. And if you are looking forward to hanging out with us anywhere else, you can find us on TikTok and Twitter, uh, Yaoi Reddit, um, Instagram, Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And you can email us, uh, Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com, especially if you want to fund our Drake Passage trip. That's where you can get uh, in touch with us. Um, next week will be our final book for this series, the sequel or follow up to all of this called I Will Always Love You, checking in with our cast after they've gone to college. Um, and then after that will be our wrap up for the series where we will let you know where season 13 will be heading. Very excited about that season. Me too. All right. Talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Love you guys. Bye.